Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, 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 my friends, to Blog Talk Radio's Off the Shelf for this Saturday, August the 25th. Can you believe we are at the end of August? Again, kids will be heading back to school, and we wrapping down summer. I hope you all had a wonderful summer, and the, as the, as the uh, hol- last holiday comes up in September here in the U.S., I hope those of you get out and enjoy yourselves and in other parts of the, of the of the globe before the cooler weather comes in. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us here this morning. As I always tell you, it is an absolute joy to have you here with us. And and every show, I always thank our loyal listeners. We're going in our ninth year. Who I, I, I mean, I'm years ago, I didn't even think I'd ever be the host of a radio show, and then to go into nine years. There are so many of you who have been with us every step of the way, and I, I thank you every week, and I truly, truly appreciate you. But for those who are t- tuning in to Off the Shelf for the first time, whether you just we're looking for something to tune into on a Saturday morning on the Internet, and you stumbled across Off the Shelf. I'm so glad that you did, and I want to introduce myself to you. I'm your host, Denise Turney. I'm coming to you live from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and thank you again, even if this is your very first time. I hope you go out and tell your family and friends to tune in to Off the Shelf as our listener base has more than tripled. And we continue to grow. And I thank you for your support. And I encourage you not to let another day pass before you pick up a copy of my new book, Love Her Over Me. You're going to get mystery and love, complicated relationships and romance and intrigue. You're going to feel every emotion possible as you read this book. But when you get to the last page, you're going to feel so, 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 so good. And you can pick up a copy of Love Her Over Me today at online retailers everywhere. It's also in print at bookstores. Ingram Books carries it. They're one of the largest book distributors in the world. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, again, Ingram Digital, iTunes, Google Books, eBooks, print books, anywhere you can get a copy of Love Pour Over Me. If you go to a bookstore and you don't see it on the shelf, just ask the clerk for it, and they can order it for you because, again, it's carried by the largest book distributors in the world. And you can also start enjoying Love Pour Over Me and grab a copy at my website, which is www.chistel.com. I always tell people the, the lowest price I've seen so far is at ebookit.com, and it's for three ninety nine for the ebook. Then now, I we want to go and to this very special moment that you've been waiting for. Let us meet our very special guest today, and I'm excited. You know, she's also a, a, a author, but she does so many other things, and we've had so many people here on Off the Shelf. We're truly blessed to bring so many different guests to you as you learn and grow. And on Wednesday, I tuned in myself to a, a online radio show on dream analysis, and I learned even more. So I listen to shows myself and continue to learn and grow. And I'm, I'm happy that here on Off the Shelf, we can bring you guests that can give you insights or maybe some bit of information you've been looking for that can help you move forward in your life. And I think today's guest can can help you to do that. And our featured guest on Off the Shelf today is Jana. Jana is a passionate and insightful writer. She is also the owner of Nurture Success. I love that. I love that title. And a publisher and transformational growth consultant. In addition, Jana is the author of the books The Key to Everything, Secrets of Black Bloggers, 
what they don't want us to know, black success stories and success strategies for black people. Welcome to Off the Shelf, Jana. Thank you so much, Denise. It's so lovely to be on your show. I've been really looking forward to this interview. Oh, yeah. I'm so so happy to have you with us calling in from the U.K. for to all our off-the-shelf listeners. This is one of our probably third or fourth uh, guests who've called in from, from internationally. So we want to thank Jana for doing that. And to begin, I just I like our listeners when we're doing the show. If our guests have a website, I like to give them the URL at the beginning so they can go to the URL, maybe read book excerpts, read your bio, and check out more about the guests, even as they listen to today's show. So I wanted to start off by asking you, do you have a website URL that you could give to our listeners so they can check out your website while they listen to today's show? Of course. My website is called Black Success, and the uh, URL is blacksuccess1.com. That's the number one. So blacksuccess1.com. And all the work that I do, my books, my e-books, and anything else I'm probably going to mention today, that you will find links either on the home page or on the resources page. So there's loads and loads of stuff on there. I've got loads of resources for you. Just head to blacksuccess1.com. Blacksuccess1.com, the number one not spelled out. So it's uh, 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 the digit, uh, yeah, blacksuccess1.com. Yeah. Very easy to remember, very, very, very easy to remember. When did you found Nurture Success, and okay. what types, and what type of services do you offer? So let me ask you, actually it be three questions. When okay. and why, when and why did you found Nurture Success? Let's start with Okay. That. Yeah, okay. That's a great question, actually, because I'm um, <coughs> sorry. I just did a little audio about Nurture Success the other day because it's very, very dear to my heart. Nurture Success is my online community, and I started it some years ago. Um, originally, it was on MSN, you know, MSN groups, and then that ended, so it went to multiply. Now it's going to be migrated again, apparently. But um, it's for people of African heritage who want to grow and develop. And um, it's an online forum for us to share knowledge, share wisdom, share anything we come across that's uplifting, that's going to be beneficial to us as people of African heritage. So one of the things I I post on there about quite a lot is to do with black history, and I attend black history events in London quite a lot. Um, I should just mention I'm African-American, but I live in London. And um, I post about black history because I think as a people, we need to know our history in order to be able to move forward, and we need to be able to draw on the energy of our ancestors and the legacy of our ancestors and their strength, their creativity, their skills, their talents, everything they have bequeathed to us. That's our legacy. So that's one of the reasons why I post about black history quite a lot. But I post about anything I think is going to be uplifting or supportive to people of African heritage. Okay, and what other services? You post information, so you're you're providing people with uh, information that they can use to expand their mind. Well, what hmm. other types of services do you offer to clients through the Nurture okay. Success? Or is, it, or is it basically, like you said, like a, a, a more of a membership chat type of, of, of online community? 
Well, yeah, it's an online community. It's open to any person of African heritage. They don't have to be my clients. Um, if you're reading my books, so because I do lead workshops, so the workshop front is a little bit quiet at the moment, but you know, all the work that I do is about helping us to achieve our goals and realize our dreams and exceed our dreams and really you know, live the life that we deserve. So the majority of my work is for people of African heritage, but I also have some books and e-books that are open for everybody um but nurture success is my favorite online community of the of the ones that i manage nurture success is my favorite one because it's about something very specific which is anything that's going to help us to grow and develop as people of african heritage so it's not about slagging each other off it's not about having arguments about politics it's not about internet marketing it's not about anything like that it's just about what's going to nurture us what's going to nurture our success and i noticed that you called the program nurturing your own success i thought that was lovely okay okay now now you you said you are you were born in the U.S., is that correct? Yeah, that's right. In the, U- in the U.K. now. I can hear that's your right. accent, but so did you Did you go to the, did your parents take you over to the U.K. when you were a baby? No, or? no I've, I've lived here since I was a young woman. I've lived here most of my life, but I did come here as an adult. Um, oh, I made okay. a conscious choice. People always ask me why. <laughs> why mm-hmm. did you move to the U.K.? And I always say, that's a good question and it's not a good answer. <laughs> but the real oh, okay. reason is that um, I intended to travel. I didn't really intend to stay here for so many years but like a lot of people I got stuck because to be honest life in Britain is hard it's hard it's it's probably in some ways not as hard as it used to be in the 80s but in some ways it's getting worse now um which could be to do with the the economic climate as well as well as the political climate here um so it's not easy to get your resources together to move on I wasn't born here. I am not going to die here. I'm very clear about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> but okay. for the moment, I'm here, so here we are. <laughs> yeah, and there's a woman I wanted to, her name just popped in my head, Sonia Brown. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. Yeah, she, yeah, of course. Yeah, she, she, I've interviewed her before and, okay. uh, on my uh my website, Right Money Inc. But she, okay. she, uh, she's a, a wonderful woman that you might want to uh, connect with. Mm. You, she's over there in the UK as well, and she's involved in a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, oh, she does do some excellent work. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. What What does a transformational growth consultant do? And yeah. how does that? How does How does a transformational consultant? How does that differ from a life coach? Okay, that's a really good question again. Okay, a transformational growth consultant, sometimes I call myself the anti-coach because my work is about getting you to um, take responsibility for your own growth and uh, your own development. So I'm not sitting there coaching you. I mean, I do actually, you know, offer support and advice ongoingly, and that's one of the purposes of Nurture Success, my... my uh, my online community, but a lot of my work is about identifying what's getting in your way. Yeah, whatever's getting in your way, because we all have stuff, we all have blocks, we all have obstacles, and rather than sitting there saying, you need to do this next, you need to do that next, I'm saying, right, what's stopping you, right? I'm going to help you to identify for yourself what is stopping you, and then you can be your own life coach. Okay. Does, does that make and sense? So, yeah, yeah. You you you're helping people. Like if you if you're driving in a in a car, and hopefully one day they'll they'll do something to 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 um, 
get rid of this. But in a car, it's so as it's in life, you're driving, and no matter how much you turn and turn around and turn around, mm. there's a blind spot. That yes. No matter how much you look in the mirror, the side mirrors, the rearview mirror, and you turn your head and look over your shoulder, there's a spot where you just can't see. That's and it. so even That's in it. our own lives, there are these blind spots. That's and right. There could be something there that if it could be coming right up on you, bam, <laughs> and you don't even see it. And somebody exactly else, right, yeah. yeah, and somebody else doesn't feel like they have to protect whatever is there because they don't feel like they're going to be hurt by it. And you might, so you don't mm. want to see it. And mm. so they can tell you, help you to see your blind spots. And I think that's a a good example. And 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 I, who wants to believe that they don't know everything about themselves? But we're a bit of a mystery to ourselves, even. Well, we are. We are. <laughs> and I'm not in any way trying to pretend I have all the answers, but what I'm saying is that you actually have the answers inside of you. Right? Yes. So I'm going to help you to discover those answers, your inner wisdom, as I yes. call it, inner wisdom, because we all have inner wisdom. Yes. And, you know, actually, you can be your own life because you, you have enormous wisdom which you can use to help yourself to develop. Yes. And whatever's stopping you, whatever you, whatever's keeping you um, attached to those blind spots, because the thing of it is the reason why we have blind spots is that we're emotionally attached to them. Mm. So whatever's keeping you attached to those blind spots, I'm saying let's look at it, let's unravel it, let's analyze it, and you can do that. And I, you know, I've got some tools. I've got some really effective tools that can help you to do that. Wow. Now I know meditation is can help you once you quiet the mm. mind, mm. and then uh, 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 keeping up with your dreams, your subconscious will, will speak mm. to you through your dreams. That's those right. are those are yeah those are those are way those are ones I'm familiar with. Mm. And then some people exercise their chakras uh, as well to try to see move any blockages or do deep body uh, work. Have somebody do deep body work on them to try to um, remove any blocks. And working with light, I'm told, can also be effective. Mm. I want to ask you ask you next. Do you deal with relationships during oh, your yeah, client definitely. sessions? Definitely. And what are some what are some of the major challenges that you keep seeing people? Keep that you keep seeing come up in clients that keep people from experiencing healthy relationships. You've got to be seeing, you've got to see patterns. I would imagine after a while, when you start working with several different clients, the same things I would imagine would start to come up. Well, yeah, and I mean, I've seen things um, with clients, and also um, I see things on the bus, you know. <laughs> Just, I mean, so, some things are very, very striking. And again, I'm going to talk specifically about people of African heritage because that's what I know most about, and that's what mm-hmm. I'm passionate about. That some of the patterns in the way that we talk about ourselves and each other are very, very toxic. And yeah. my personal opinion is that that's everything to do with the legacy of slavery. The yeah. way we talk to our children is very, very harsh. Then mm-hmm. we internalize that harshness. And you probably know this, but during slavery times, people were often very, very harsh with their children because they wanted to yes. protect them. Because, yeah. you know, if the white man or the white woman got hold yep. of the child, they'd be worse. Right. So. People are often very, very harsh with their children, so yeah. we learn these patterns, and we we have a lot of healing to do. I talk about this a lot in my work. We have a lot of healing to do as a people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the way that we talk about ourselves and the way that we talk about each other, and you know, I've seen the way men talk about women and the way women talk about men, and it's very toxic. And we can completely yeah. change situations just by changing the way that we talk about them. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes some of it today is also. People thinking it's cool and they're in with the in crowd. 
to talk mm. like that. They feel they feel tough. They feel yeah. you know, there's a part of yeah. us as humans sometimes when we feel um we feel like there's something missing in our lives, although I don't think there ever is, but we or within us, we can we can say, you know what, and I I feel so small, so in order yeah. for me to feel big, let me go step on this person. That's and exactly, so then we yeah. that that also we do that as humans, regardless of our ethnicity or our oh, color. Yeah. We can say, oh, yeah. you know, I, I'm feeling small. I I can't, and that's a blind spot. I don't want to tell myself I'm feeling small, so I don't want to deal with me. So you know what I'm gonna do? Let me go over here and tear this other guy down, so I can feel bigger than him. Exactly. But that, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. It, doesn't it just work. makes it worse. You're wasting just, your time when it you do that. Increases the pain. That increases yes. the pain. And my opinion is because I don't believe that white people are evil. I believe they do evil things sometimes, but everybody does evil things sometimes and destructive things sometimes. But I think that that is part of the root of racism against black people, people of African heritage, is that white people, in order to make themselves feel better, had to make up these stories about us and project Mm. their negativity onto us. And if you've read Frantz Fanon, um, I think it's Wretched of the Earth, Frantz Fanon. He talks about the fact that black people represent the shadow to white wow. people. So wow. any, anything that they don't like about themselves, anything yeah. that they fear about themselves, they project onto us. Wow. So, yeah, that's, to me that's the root. Well, that's part of the root of racism anyway. Yeah, and uh, so much of that goes on in in human relationships on so mm. many different levels. But again, yeah. it, it 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 does not work. It will not work. It mm. does not work. You have we have to deal with ourselves. Where did you receive yeah. your? Tra- where did you receive your training as a transformational growth concern? So I never heard of that term before. So no, you, you, you well, taught me something new, but. <laughs> Where did you get your training? Okay, well, I've been training for many, many years. I trained back in the 90s in um, rebirthing. Before that, I was doing a lot of personal development training. Um, I, I've trained with different organizations. My most recent training was in SRT. There's um, an organization called the Spirit Response Association. So I trained with them, and now I'm training with the EFT people, Emotional Freedom Technique people. And I just think some of these methods are just so amazing. And I also think, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's that's breaking new ground, and I tend to always be ahead of my time. So when I was doing Reiki 20, 25 years ago, a lot of people didn't even know how to spell it. They didn't know how to pronounce it. They didn't know what it was. (laughs) Yeah, and so now I'm doing EFT. I'm doing SRT, Spiritual Response Therapy, and people are going, what's that? What's that? And that's weird, you know. (laughs) But some Mm -hmm. of these things are so amazing. I just think this, the universe has so many gifts for us, and I also think we also need to bear in mind all the time our African traditions, because our African spiritual traditions are also very rich. They're very much alive. They're very vital. And, you know, it was African Remembrance Day a couple of days ago, Thursday, 23rd of, of August. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, we're aware of that. Mm. Um, wow. That it's um, African... Um, African Remembrance Day celebrates the beginning of the Haitian Revolution when enslaved mm. African people in Haiti freed themselves. And wow. Haiti is the, on, the only republic that's ever been founded by people who were formerly enslaved. And okay. they, fought, they fought off the French army, the British army, the Spanish army, wow. and then under Napoleon, the French army again. And they were never defeated. And a lot of that is to do with traditional African spirituality. So, of course, what happened then was that 
um, among some people, including Europeans, um, it became a thing of like, oh, those people are practicing voodoo, and voodoo is evil. And it's just that's just bad press, really. That's bad press. That's bad publicity. You know, they use their African traditions, and that's what helped them to be victorious. Mm. And a yeah, lot of people I, I, in slavery have, you know, in, in the United States as well, people in slavery use those African traditions, and that's what helped us to survive. Mm. Can so you share with us? Oh, go ahead. Can you share with us? You, sorry. No, no. Can you share with us one or two client success stories about people you've worked with who over, overcame <clears throat> long, long t- t- challenges they've been dealing with for years and years and years? Sure. Well, I mean, I've just seen amazing things where, like, I mean, a lot of the work I do is group work. I haven't done a lot of one-to-one. I've done a little one-to-one, but a lot of my work is group work. So for years I was working with people with challenges to do with um, self-esteem and confidence. Mm. And self-esteem and confidence affected every area of their lives, you know, their financial lives, their relationships, every you know, and it's affected mine as well because I know about this from my own direct personal experience as well. So, for example, there was a lady who decided she wanted to learn to drive. She um, had somebody who was bullying her, who was her um, her driving instructor, and because of the course, she stood up to him and she sacked him and got a new driving instructor. Now, that might sound like a little thing, but this is a pattern that went back to her childhood. Yeah. Where she not stood up for herself because she'd not been allowed to stand up for herself as a child. So mm-hmm. to be able to say to this guy who's an authority figure, look, I'm not happy with the way that you're speaking to me, and I'm not going to employ you anymore. That was a huge thing for her. That was a wow, huge yeah. victory. Yeah. Um, let me think now. There was and a lady who. No, sorry. What you got? We got no, go ahead. Something? Go ahead. No, I was gonna go ahead. Okay, I'm I'm just thinking because oh, there are so many. I'm just trying to choose one. Um, and I, yeah, there was a lady who just said to me, she said, your course is the best course I've ever done. And again, she had issues from her childhood, but I think what tends to happen with a lot of us is that we tend to be very, very reliant on other power. Mm. And she learned from doing that course that we have got it inside of us to stand up for ourselves. Oh, Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. now I'm really glad you said that. But you see, my experience now, I have asked quite a few people this question, but this is not scientific, okay? So this is my experience. I've said to mm-hmm. people, do you think there's a difference between black people and white people? Because my experience tells me that white people are very confident with self power, but they have are got a fear of other power. They feel anxious around other powers. People of African heritage tend to be very, very confident with other power, but we have a lot of anxieties about self-power. Um, now, everybody I've asked so far, black or white, has agreed with that, but I'm just wondering if you've got any thoughts about that. Hmm. It, 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 it does appear from the outset. Of course, I'm not, I've never been white, so I wouldn't know exactly mm, what a mm. white person is thinking or feeling, but mm. uh, it, it does appear at the outset that that could be the case. Yeah, because we we uh, uh, not all Africa, not all people from Africa. No, 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 no. I'm not saying no. I'm yeah, not but saying that, but no. we tend to wait for something outside of us to cause something yeah. to happen that we want. And I would say people from European descent, they do, they they create the event they want. We wait for it to happen. We wait for it to just miraculously pop into our lives. Yeah, I agree. And they cause it. Now, that, yeah. I don't know if you ever saw the movie, uh, The Pursuit of Happiness, but the 
mm-hmm. guy who wrote that, he was homeless for a while. They mm-hmm. turned it into a movie. And yeah. he said, he said, the Calvary's not coming. He said, there's That's nobody it. coming to rescue you. That's it. you you got to do the work. You've got to do it. It's inside of us to do it. You've got to do it. And so, um, yeah, I, I guess if you looked at that, you could in some aspects see that. And then I think I probably could look at some parts of Africa and say, no, I don't agree with that. I could see uh-huh, where uh-huh. people. Okay. So I, I, it might depend. It might depend on a person's past where we, you know, during slavery, you would learn. You you were almost taught you have no power. You wait for me. That's it. You wait That's for it. me to do it. And then and then you just you just hope and pray that I'll do it. And then you could go someplace to Africa or maybe some parts of Haiti or Jamaica where you wouldn't see a black person doing that. Right, right, right. So, so it could be it could be it could be programming. You know, it could be oh, programming. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. But when I used to teach I used to um have a lot of white students and when I would introduce things like the higher self, working with light, which combines both self power and other power because I believe we need both. They would get really, really uncomfortable about the thought of of other power that there's something out there outside of us that can that we can rely on. They would get really, really anxious about this, and I thought mm. that was really interesting. And I was surprised because I'd never encountered that before. But this is wow. I'm not talking about each and every black person. I'm not talking about each and every white person. I'm talking about tendencies, right. cultural tendencies. I've been told now I don't know, but I've been told by a friend of mine that she went to bingo one night. Someone took her to bingo on a Saturday night as a date, and the place was full up with black men. She goes, "If you want to know where the black men are, that's where they all are. They're all in the bingo hall." So it's like we're waiting for something to happen for us. Yes, it, playing the lottery. Uh, hmm. You're right, and and waiting hmm. for something, something like we don't. I don't have the power to create what I want. Let me just keep asking for it and something outside of me will bring it to me. Yeah. yeah and, and then you can right. you can end up you can end up in a a long wait and a frustrating experience. Do you find that as African Americans mm-hmm. we tend to shun uh mental or emotional assistance? Now you're in the UK now, but um mm-hmm. have you have you found I know you do work to help people to remove blockages and to move forward yeah. and to grow. But a yeah. lot of people, they're like, you know what, we just talked about, and it's oddly enough that you would ask that question before I ask this one, that uh, do we, do we do, culturally, do we, do we tend to rely on something outside of us to bring us what we want rather than creating it from within ourselves? Having said that, why would we not, because I, I have, I don't think African Americans are really open to external help for mental health issues, et cetera, et cetera. Mm, mm, that's right. We're not, but we will, so we're not but we will for, wait for something outside of us to make something just suddenly appear in our lives. Yeah, well, yeah, but we we won't ask for help, and um, there are reasons for that. There are historical reasons for that, but particularly with men, I'm sure it's true with women as well, but particularly with men, they won't admit they have a problem until the problem becomes severe. Yeah. It's one of the things I wrote about in Black Success Stories because I interviewed a lady who works with in mental health with black men, and she was saying, you know, in in Britain we have um, what are called secure units. I suppose they're sort of roughly the equivalent of hospitals for the criminally insane mm-hmm. in the states. But mm-hmm. she was saying that basically most of the black men, when they get into the system, they get into the sharp end of the system because they've left it for so long to ask for help. And I think I think wow. sisters do that as well to a certain extent. To a certain mm-hmm. extent, we don't want to appear weak. Yeah. You know, if we're weak, then we're being like a white woman, 
And, you know, there's been historical reasons why we've had to be like that. We've had to be extremely strong. We've had to be extremely tough. That's how our communities have survived. There's historical reasons. But what I'm saying is that I think something is lost in that. Something is lost. Mm-hmm. Because we are human beings, which means sometimes we are weak, sometimes we are vulnerable, sometimes we are afraid. That's part of the human condition. Um, what do you, do you agree with me? Do you think that sometimes we don't want to ask for help? Oh no, I agree with you. I agree with oh. that completely. Oh. And oh. I think that can even span again a, a, a human condition. Some people, and particularly when it comes to sometimes men, and that's programming. That you just you're supposed to be strong and strong yeah. and strong, yeah. and so yeah. it's, it, the programming says if you have to ask for help, then the, this the, you 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 failed. You're a failure. You're yes. a failure. Yeah. You actually had to ask for help. But we're all in this together. That's what we have to remember. And none of us knows everything consciously. Although I do mm. think we have all the answers in us mm. and within us. But somebody else knows something consciously that you don't know. So why not yeah. ask them? <laughs> What's the harm? What's but, the harm due to that? We don't all have the same experiences. So somebody might know something that you don't know. What's the harm in asking? It's like asking for Some people won't stop and ask for directions. I don't care how lost they get. They will not stop, pull yeah. over, and ask for directions. They'll just say But that. historically, when we've asked for help, that's been used against us. And, you know, we need to learn that you can be strong and still ask for help, and asking for help is part of being strong. Knowing yes. when you need to ask for help is part of being yes. strong. We need to redefine what it means to be strong. But historically, when people asked for help, when people needed help, that was used against them. Look at what happened with the Tuskegee Project. Mm, Those people yeah. were asking for help over and over yeah. again, but they weren't getting what they needed. That's just an example, right. you know. Right. You go to, uh, to social services and ask for help and get your children taken away from you. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's that. That is a good point. But uh, the help I'm talking about is if you need mental health help, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, and then you should know where to go. You can ask around and ask other people, and they can make give you recommendations. Uh, and then that can also maybe lower some of the fear of asking for help. In an interview you did at All Black Women, you said mm. you could show someone how to get a job in 30 days. Now we yeah. know that in the, the European and the American economic markets are still trying to find a strong footing. How is that possible, Jana? How could oh, anybody? I have seen amazing things, and I have done amazing things myself, and I know that it works. When you use certain particular mental techniques, which are not hard to learn, and they're not hard to use, you can make amazing things happen. You can double your income in 30 days. I mean, because I myself am a mental health services survivor, and I went through a period of my life where I was just having a really, really tough time. I kept getting fired from jobs one after another after another, and it was, you know, the more it happened, the worse I felt, and the worse I felt probably the worse I performed. And, you know, it was a downward spiral, and I broke the spiral by using these methods, and I could just have any job. I could walk out of one job today knowing that 30 days I'm going to have another one, and I was fine. And so I'm very, very confident in recommending these methods because many, many people have used them, and I'm one of the people who've used them. So I know that it works. And and it's, as I said, not hard to learn. It's not hard to do. And, you know, buy my book and then get in touch with me. When you go on my website, there's a a tab that says Contact. So after you've bought my book and read it, which is Success Strategies that I'm talking about, Success Strategies for Black People, after you've read it, then go onto my site, click on where it says contact me, and I'll talk to you, and I, I will get you that information because really and truthfully, it's so valuable. You see, 
my work is all about helping us to get where we need to be and helping us to get where we want to be. It's not for me to tell you where you want to be, but if you want a job, I can help you get one. Right. And now, could you share with us just one or two tips? Is it too much? Just one or two tips for our listeners that they can maybe sure. get us get a start sure. on things that will well, help them. Put, See, when you put whatever energy you put out into the universe comes back to you. So if you believe yeah. in God and you worship God, then you also have to believe that God helps those who help themselves. Right? Mm-hmm. So the work that I was doing was around um self love, self love, self appreciation. Yeah. Once okay. I was putting that kind of energy out into the universe, I could walk in you know, I could walk out of any job. Like I said, I knew I'd have wow. another one in thirty days. It was no problem. Wow. It was never a problem, and it really, really works. I'm telling you, hand on heart, it works. So everything I put in my book, Success Strategies, is stuff that I've done myself and I've used with other people, so I know it works. This you know, particular might... method is not in the book, but I will give it to you, as, okay. you know, it included in the price of the book once you've, once you've bought my book and once you have read it. One one thing I would say, uh, just from things I've learned and uh, things I've tried myself, um, you know, a lot of people say the positive affirmations and incantations and picture boards and visions mm, and mm. people. A lot of people spend a lot of money going to different seminars and et cetera. But if inside you don't love yourself or if there's something you haven't forgiven yourself for and you have a lot of guilt and you feel like you need to be punished, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure all the positive affirmations in the world mm-hmm. is going to get you to result. And that's why a lot of people go to these seminars mm. and they spend this money and nothing happens mm. because. There's another issue, belief that that you have to deal with, and like you said, a lot of it does go back to our childhoods, and mm. it can be, you know, when you think, Jana, somebody could say something this simple. Um, somebody could say to me, "You look tired," or just, mm. and they they have no negative meaning in it, none. Mm-hmm. And I right. could, I could take that and really just say. All kinds of negative stuff to myself yeah. from that comment. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 I could tell myself all kinds of things. I can't do it. I'm, I'm, I'm failing. They don't like me. And all they said was, "You look tired." And if you go back over our, our, our lives, how many things have somebody said to us just in casual passing? Mm. A look somebody gave us, and we mm. actually internalized that. The <laughs> negative yeah. words. Or the other side as well is that someone could say something to us really meaning us yeah. harm or really meaning yeah. wanting to hurt us, wanting to demean us, but that doesn't mean it has to affect us. Exactly. Right? It could just roll off us like butter off a duck's back. I'm thinking about water because it's pouring with rain here, I have to tell you. It's London okay. and it rains all the time, but when I decide to, but usually it doesn't rain that hard. But when I decide to get off the bus to come back to, to, do, to phone you now, that's when okay. the heavens open. So water is very oh, much on okay. my mind. But it's funny because I was interviewed by a guy years ago at the BBC And the work that he does is brilliant But I used that as an example I said, well, I could say to you that you're tired And he took it really personally Yes. I was really surprised. Yes. I wasn't saying that he was tired. I was just saying, I wasn't saying he looked tired. Yeah. I was just saying mm-hmm. that as an example. It just goes to show you, and we all do that. We all do yes. that. We react to things which have nothing to do with what's going on now. So yes. what was happening in the past, but this is why. Oh, my goodness. About healing. Because when we yes. heal the past, then the past doesn't have its power over oh, us. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness! And I think about Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now, and and we have to just 
And it does take work, but it's worth it to, mm. let, to let the past mm. go. So we stop. Uh, Erica Badu sings "Bag Lady." We stop carrying those bags around. She said, "I know yeah. those bags have got to be heavy. You've been carrying them for a long time. Let yeah, those bags but, I mean, go." It, it is easier said than done. It's a lot of effort, yes, but we can do it. We can do it. Can I just can I just say one more thing about um, African spirituality? Sure, sure. Because I want to give an example from slavery, which was to do with Frederick Douglass. And okay. in one of his autobiographies, Frederick Douglass talks about um, being sold to this master that used to beat him all the time. So he went to see a root worker, and she mm-hmm. gave him a charm. And she said, if you wear this charm, then your master won't beat you anymore. So he wore the charm, and the next time his master went to beat him, he beat up his master. Wow. And after that, his master never touched him again. Wow. Now, you see, this is all about the power of the mind because I know that a lot of those African charms and that root work and all that kind of stuff really works, and it works along with the power of our minds. Whatever you intend, you can bring about. Well, yeah, and that's it's just, well, anything, I think that that is, it's a tool. It's a Ooh, tool, exactly, but it's... Exactly, exactly. And, and how much do you believe in it? Because if you don't put any belief in something... Mm-hmm. It's a cloud without rain. So it, mm-hmm. it, 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 how much do you believe in it? And how much does the other person who actually put it together believe in it? I, I yeah. want to ask you next. Yeah. When, when did you write The Key to Everything? And what are some of the topics covered in The Key to Everything? Okay. I wrote The Key to Everything a few years ago. And, um I wasn't intending to write that book. I don't know if you've ever had this experience as a writer, starting out to write one thing, and you put your pen to paper, and something completely different <laughs> comes out. But that's what happened to me. And there's actually two different versions. So there's what they don't want us to know, which is a version specifically for people of African heritage. And mm-hmm. there's the key to everything, which is for anybody. And um, I just talk about things that I have found helpful in terms of personal and spiritual development. So it's I, I talk about about Buddhism, I talk about Buddhist meditation. It's not for Buddhists, it's just for anybody who might be curious or interested in that um, or want to find out more. And I talk about, oh, what's in this book now? This is a while ago. I'm just trying to think what else is in there. Okay. But um, I was not intending to write a book about Buddhism or that had Buddhism in it. <laughs> um, I was intending to write a book about healing. And okay. it, is, it, it is about healing. It's about healing and health. But it's about a lot more than that as well. And just, you know, like I said, all of my work is about one thing, which is helping us to grow and develop and produce the lives that we deserve to have. Yes. Oh, I love that, deserve to have. Um, mm. What what steps can now we talked about blind spots and then I, mm. I just read something the other day and I forget just now what it was in relation to oh it was somebody a, a, a post that came out in a, in a group that I'm in that people were flipping discussions back and forth about an event that happened here in the U S and one of the, one of the commenters said you know. We, they don't understand the human mind fully, and they only understand, they say about half of it, of all, mm. after all the work of studying the human mind, if, mm. if we even understand that much. Um, mm. We know we have subconscious. They say we have a subconscious yeah. mind, and yeah. maybe even they say now a super subconscious. And some of our subconscious mind can go, I forget where it's stored in the brain, it can go all the way back maybe even thousands to millions of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But which is why we have that, what is it, flight or 
flight yeah, or fight fight or whatever. Flight that goes way, 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 yeah. way, 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 way back. Yeah, but yeah. We, you know, we have we have dreams. If you keep up with your dreams, I think you'll re- remember them more and more and more. Mm-hmm. We tend yeah. to, we t- and that can tell us. And it uses symbols that are sometimes hard to figure out what they mean, but it, it's a subconscious mind talking to us. And we know if we have repetitive symbols come up, the subconscious is really saying, hey, 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 listen to this. Listen yeah. to this. And this yeah. is always a mystery to me because we often think we're bodies. And I think oh. we're much, 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 much more than that. And oh. just a part of us is, is in our body. But that's just my belief. How, you know, you, you go through your everyday, Jana, you're aware of your conscious thoughts. I know I'm yeah. looking out the window. I see a tree across from the from the building I'm sitting in. But I'm not aware of what I'm thinking subconsciously right now. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. those subconscious thoughts, I'm told, drive the bulk of our decisions, the bulk of them. What yeah. steps can we do other than keeping up with our dreams? Yeah. How can we tap into what am I thinking subconsciously that I I don't even I'm not even aware of and it's actually helping make my decisions. Well, there's different ways, okay, you could do journaling because our actions actually tell us what's going on in our unconscious mind. We start recognizing those patterns of behavior that we keep repeating. Mm. Oh, you know, why do I keep going out with the same kind of man? Why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep wow. doing this? That's one way. We can work out what's going on in the unconscious mind. A lot of the methods that I use, although they're very simple, um, if you keep doing them and doing them, um, they go deeper and deeper, and you do get into the unconscious mind. There are particular affirmations methods, for example. There's methods of affirmation where you can discover what you're really thinking. But, you know, the unconscious mind is vast. It is vast. And as you said, you know, it goes back millions of years. We have this, yeah. I mean, I, I say unconscious, I don't say subconscious, because unconscious includes the superconscious. So, for example, we're told in SRT, in spiritual response therapy, that some of us, when we're asleep at night, are actually traveling to a different well, they say universe. I would call it mm-hmm. um, a planetary system, a different planetary system, or a different galaxy or something, to prepare. Because eventually, you know, the Earth is going to cease to exist. This planetary system is going to cease to exist. The people who live here now and all, all the living beings who are here now are, need, are going to need to go somewhere else. And Buddhism mm-hmm. teaches us that we came from somewhere else. So mm-hmm. some of us at night are traveling to some distant galaxy somewhere, and we're helping prepare the ground for the, what they call the new universe. Um, so we don't know everything consciously, and we can't know everything consciously, but have you heard, I'm sure, of the Akashic Records? The Akashic Records? Yeah, the Akashic Records. Mm-hmm. So when you work with the higher self, the Akashic Records keep a record of everything that's ever happened. And when you work with the higher self, you can ask specific questions. You can get very, very specific answers. So you can get the information that you need because you don't have to be aware of everything. You just need right. to be aware of what you need to be aware of. So right, exactly, can, exactly. So you can work but, with your higher self, and your inner wisdom will help you, will guide you to that information. And that information might be very, very specific. It yeah. will be what you need. Yeah, I, I guess my my, and I understand what you're saying. I guess the thing is, our mind is constantly going. It's not mm. something that ever shuts off. So, mm. and again, you said you can you can see through your patterns. That's one yeah. way to see what's going on in your subconscious yeah. mind. Yeah. I guess my thing is, I've always wondered, and I know if if you could hear your, if I heard my subconscious thoughts, I'd probably be feeling schizophrenic, like <laughs> these voices just constantly going, and it, mm. it can drive you nuts. But mm. 
when you need to access it. it it's like some hidden part of us, mm-hmm. some hidden yeah. part of us yeah. until yeah. we learn how to tap into it. And for many people, I think it can actually, if it's, if there's some negative programming in the subconscious, I, I, I hate when I see people, my heart goes out to people when I see people continually go in and out of rehab and in and out of jail because oh. I know oh. the subconscious is, oh, it's just, it, it, the subconscious is causing them to do that. It, it's, yeah, it, it's just yeah. it's just sending them in this circle until they find a way to get out of that and shut That's that right. programming off. That's right. That's right. They're gonna just it, it just repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. And that's one reason why I never. It's easy to love people when you know what's causing us to do what we do. It's easier. Mm. It really is easy to love people. Mm. Um, now we have television, radio, the internet, etc. When we talk about subconscious and thoughts and the power of our minds, we have so much information constantly coming at us. Yeah. And today, more than ever, I mean, television is on twenty four hours a day. You can access the internet twenty four hours a day. Yeah. How, yeah. how can we train our minds so well, we don't become robotic? And start just repeating. I mean, we can be programmed by media and not even know it. That's right. Well, no, we can be. We are. We are programmed by media. That's why a lot of people say switch off your TV. Get rid of it. You know, um, well, you know, when I was talking about the inner wisdom a minute ago, that is the specific method that you can use, which I write about in Success Strategies for Black People. And, you know, I don't find it easy personally. Some people find it a lot easier than I do. But that information is there, and you can get the information that you need. I don't know if that answers your question. Well, I think with the media, a lot of times it is about switching it off. We have to have the discipline. We have to have the discipline to be able to switch it off. And meditation does help with that, you know, because these people are all the time forever trying to sell us something. Yes. Every time I go on the internet, which happens every day, I get bombarded with people trying to sell me stuff and yes. trying to filter it out. You know, it's actually tiring. <laughs> you know, it's hard yeah. to filter it out. But I know I'm very clear about what I want and what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. And I'm not going to buy stuff like that I don't need, you know, just because you want to sell it to me. You know, just like going to a hamburger restaurant. If I'm not looking for hamburgers, I'm not going there. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. You can try as hard as you want to. Um, so... Part of that, I think, is about integration, being integrated. And I'm not talking about racial integration, obviously. I'm talking about being integrated within ourselves. And that, again, is one of the things I write about in the book. And meditation really helps with that because the more... I'm talking about inner harmony, okay? I'm talking about different parts of ourselves working together in harmony. And the more we Mm. meditate, um, the more integrated we become. And, you yeah. know, this this is a method which actually I think requires a lot of effort. But as you just said a little while ago, it is really, really worth it. Oh, unless you want to spend 80, 90 years on this planet just repeating the same stuff. Mm. And so mm. you can say, well, you know, I've been here for 80 or 90 years, but I've really only lived 10 of those years. Or 10 you don't minutes. Want that, yeah. yeah, yeah, if you don't want that story, mm. then we we got to get down to business of doing the work. But what what will readers of success strategies for black people, what will they learn as they work their way through through your book? So if they're thinking, you know what, I'm sitting here listening to Off the Shelf, Jana's uh, having a discussion with Denise, and I'm thinking about buying that book, Success Strategies hmm. for Black People, but I want to know, what am I going to get out of that book? Yeah. What will they learn as they work their way through the book? 
Well, I described in there several practical um, methods that you can use. Um, you can use for integration. You can use to achieve your goal. How I personally work and have taught many other people to work because when you start to move towards your goals, you start to become a lot more aware of what's getting in the way. So if you think, for example, of an alcoholic who's decided to give up drink, right, everywhere they look, they're going to see alcohol. Everywhere they look, they're going to see temptation. When we start to move towards our goals, we become a lot more aware of what's getting in the way. So in the book, I say love always brings up its opposite for healing. That's something we used to say in rebirthing. Love always brings up its opposite for healing. So You were the first person I've heard say that. Wow. You know, that makes, that makes, that makes, so much sense. When we think that there's something outside of us, I'm reading a book titled A Course in Miracles, but when we think there's something outside of us, the devil or whatever causing this stuff, we really are giving away our power. A lot of this stuff is going on. We're causing it. That's right. We're actually causing this stuff. So when you said that the love it brings and I've heard love people say it. the minute I decide yeah. to do this one thing right boom 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 yeah. boom boom here's yeah. all this other stuff it's like some part of us is saying no don't do it don't do it don't go forward don't go forward that's it that's it and that yeah. part of ourselves needs love so I mean I, I had, when I was doing rebirthing I studied the Course in Miracles that was like 20 years it was a long time ago now but I mm-hmm. still remember some of the things I learned from the Course in Miracles and one of the things it talks about is that the ego is insane well you know yes. the ego is insane and the ego needs love all different parts of ourselves need love that's what mm-hmm. they need the way to heal is to love ourselves and in order to do that we need to be practical so when I'm talking about um, using communication which is one of the chapters in the book, communication starts with how we communicate about ourselves, to ourselves, self-empathy. And you can, do, you can do all the affirmations in the world, but when I started using communication methods that are from the heart, my self-talk changed. It just changed. Mm. I didn't have to do anything. It just changed. It was amazing. It made, it made wow. me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You know, the inner work, and you know, again, I say we're 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 not our, our our bodies. I don't think we we do have a part of us that's in them. But when we think about the inner work, if you think you're just a body, I mean, God, you're gonna miss. It. It's like you're limited. You know, you have yeah. so much. Yeah. I mean, access to so much within us. It we is really absolutely do. amazing. Yeah, and it's just I'm glad to hear that information is getting out a little bit more. But it's still I still think most of us are very body conscious and very and i'm not saying we don't have a body because we do have one but uh very conscious that everything about us is just anything related to the body yeah and, and I, yeah. I don't that could that that's very limiting now we only have about eight minutes left but i want to talk oh. about the blogging now you also wrote okay. a book about black bloggers titled secrets of black bloggers why well, did you you decide? were in yeah you yes. were one of the people I interviewed. yes yeah. and thank you so much for the in, inviting me oh why did you decide to write this book and what are some of the two or three secrets that bloggers share with you in the book? Okay, great. Um, well, Secrets of the Black Bloggers, which is available on Amazon, um, Amazon Kindle, 
I started working on it because I wanted to promote some of my other books, and I was thinking, how can I reach bloggers? And I was trying different methods to reach bloggers, and I suddenly realized that I know loads of bloggers already. <laughs> I know loads mm-hmm. of bloggers, loads of, loads of black bloggers. Why am I trying to meet black bloggers when I already know so many? So the, a lot of my work is about promoting other people because I, re- I really believe in collective working. We need to help each other and yes. support each other. So I interviewed, I think it's 14 bloggers in that book, and I'm working okay. on the second edition now. Wow. And, yeah. Um and you know the and the bloggers in there are so different. The only thing that a lot of them have in common is a lot of them are women. I didn't really plan it that way, but I mean oh. it's lovely actually. <laughs> but next one I want to have more men, and I'm working on oh, okay. the book now. Um, but yeah, um, one of the things that came across that was really really important among the bloggers was. Um, the importance of networking with other bloggers. So if you see a blog you like, leave a comment. Interact with that person. Um, mm-hmm. We're all out there. We're all sitting here on our computers, tapping away, and sometimes it can be very isolating. If you really yeah. want your blogger to be blog to be successful, you need to um, interact with other bloggers, and that is one of the great things about the book as well, because all the bloggers in it now have the opportunity to interact with each other. Mhm. And, and you know success at anything you're going to have to you're going to have to connect with another human being. Yeah. There is no yeah. there, I mean, you you have to how are you going to be successful at anything if you don't yeah. do that? Um I want to ask you we only have a few minutes and I have so many mm. other questions I wanted to ask you but, but we do can you do offer, this again. I'm I'm really enjoying it. So I'm very happy to uh, do it again sometime if you want to. Okay. Do, do you offer training seminars and workshops? that people can attend because you cover so much information that could be valuable mm. to people. And we're talking mm. about life transformation. We're talking yeah. about, you yeah. know, helping people to awaken because we already have everything we need. We are enough, mm. but we yes. have to awaken because yes. uh, we believe lies about ourselves. But do you offer training seminars and workshops that people can attend to learn more on ways that they can start living the lives they want and that are rightfully theirs to live now? And if so, how can how can our listeners sign up for those workshops okay. and seminars? Okay, well, I'm going to probably do one in September, October, and all my courses okay. and workshops are listed on my work, on my website. As I said, it's quite quiet at the moment. I mean, I'm very, very passionate about doing workshops, and I used to teach a lot, and I want okay. to be doing that again. But right now, I've got a couple of big book projects that I'm in the middle okay. of, so that's my priority. But I do success workshops. If you go into um, the website, if you click on. Uh, Goods and services, I think it's called. No, products and services. You click on products and services on my website, you'll see all my all my courses and workshops listed. Um, and there'll be details about how you can sign up. And I will be I will post um, I will post information when I've got something going on. But most of them probably start again next year, I believe. Okay. So again, if for those who are interested in signing up for some of the seminars and workshops that Jana offers, you can go to her website, which is, and I'm trying to I'm trying to get it, uh, don't tell me, don't tell me, okay. <laughs> Black Success One, the, the the numeral one, not spelled out, BlackSuccessOne.com, and under That's Products it. and Services, and you can, she said she's offering one September, October, but most of them, because uh, she's working on some books, should be out next year. How can yeah. organizations, with just a little over three minutes left, how can organizations mm. contact you if they want to, have you come and speak? Yeah, that's a, 
That's a really lovely question. Thank you for asking me that. Again, there's details on the website. So any course or workshop that I'm doing, it says if you'd like me to con, if you'd like to get me to come and do some work with you, this is how you can contact me. Okay. Okay. It's all on the website. How can off-the-shelf listeners get copies of your books? She said one of your books was at Amazon. Could you tell us some other places? Can they buy them off your website? And are your books available in print and e-book format or only e-book format? Uh, black Success Stories and Success Strategies for Black People are books. They're paperbacks. And you okay. can order them from the site. And um, all the others are e-books. So details of most of them are on the site. Write your book in two days. We didn't talk about today, but you can get that from lulu.com. That's that's a book for writers and would-be writers mm-hmm. to support you in your writing process. Um, okay. Because I know that you, you do a lot of work for writers and with writers, so I just thought I'd mention that as well. Thank you, yeah, thank you. Because I, I right. do keep an eye on your blog, and I do enjoy your blog. Oh, well, thank you. And for our listeners who themselves want to write a book, you know, here at all, um, Off the Shelf, our listeners. Can you give us the title of that book again? Uh, yes, it's called, write, it's called Write Your Book in Two Days. Okay. It's, mostly, it's mostly for nonfiction writers, but there's also lots of stuff in there for fiction writers. It's about how to support your writing process, how to put yourself in a supportive conditions, because I'm a really firm believer in supportive conditions, whatever we want to achieve. You know, it's the same with meditation. Put yourself in supportive conditions. Don't beat yourself up. If you're procrastinating, which a lot of writers do, if you're experiencing writer's block, which a lot of us do, put yourself in supportive conditions, and you'll get where you where you need to be. Wow, wow. And last question, um, we have less than two minutes. I wanted to ask you, and I asked a lot of our guests this, what did you learn about yourself while you were creating your books that you didn't know before you sat down to write the book? Well, it's funny because the first version of Success Strategies was just called Success Strategies, and it wasn't specifically for black people. And I wrote it in 24 hours. And that really shocked me because I I kept asking my higher self over and over again, what do I need to do to succeed? And it kept saying to me, write a book. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't think of anything to write. One day I was supposed to be leading a workshop. I was sitting in an empty room with lots of chairs and tables and me, and I thought, this might be a good time to write a book. <laughs> so I sat down, I put pen to paper, and it just flowed, and that really shocked me how much I actually knew. And I think that's probably true for all of us. We know so much more than we yes. think we do. We have wow. amazing amounts of knowledge and wisdom inside of us. Yes, yes, and and and, I, and I, that is such a wonderful note to close today's show on. This hour always goes so fast. And I want to thank you, Jana, for being here with us. Jana calling in from the U.K., where she said it's raining right now over there. But uh, I want to thank you, and I want to thank our off-the-shelf listeners, our so loyal listeners, who, who, and our new listeners who tune in to Off the Shelf. Please tell your family and your friends to tune in to Off the Shelf. Saturday mornings, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time or New York City time. Uh, we we love having you here. Please come back next Saturday again, 11 o'clock, New York City time. We'll bring you another phenomenal guest. And please go and support Jana. Jana, she's actually online at Black Success One, the number one, Black Success One, and it's not spelled out. So, again, BlackSuccessOne.com. You can learn about, if you look under products and services or upcoming seminars and workshops in case you want to attend a seminar or workshop. Uh, with her, she's done a lot of training, and she continues to do a lot of training. A lot of what she's learned is 
personal, first-hand experience, and then, again, through, through her studying. So please go and support her. And please also pick up a copy of Love Pour Over Me, which you can get at online retailers and bookstores. It's, again, available in ebook format and in print at, at bookstores everywhere. You can get it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, et cetera, et cetera. And please also support Jana's uh, many books Go out and support her. You can get her some of her books off her website. She says lulu.com for write your book in two days. You can also get some of her books at amazon.com. So please go out and support Jana and her books. Again, blacksuccessone.com. As I always tell you, you're so incredibly valued. You are awesome. You're absolutely amazing. Go out and create a fabulous day for yourself. Jana, I'll shoot you an email. Bye for now. Take care. Thank you so much, Denise. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye now.